game day. It is game day. My alma mater, Capitol High School, going against big time rival South Charleston High School today, 7 p.m. It's going down at South Charleston. Nice football field. It's going to be war. Let's go Cougars. Let's go Cougars. Let's go Cougars. Cap high. That's who I'm going for. But go and watch some good football. Hopefully it's going to be on a broadcast so I can be able to check it out. But I want to see my Cougars get a victory tonight. So let's go Cap high. Go support good youth football. Sauce Talk. I'm out. What's going on, good people? Sauce Talk. Wednesday. Hump day! I ain't done that in a long time. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, I'm pissed, but I'm happy. That's how it is in sports. You know what I'm saying? You have teams, and they have postseason play, and you want everybody to do good, you know? Yankees went down 5-7 to seven to the Tampa Rays. I'm very upset that the Astros are up 2-0 over the Oakland A's. And the only thing I can be happy is that the Braves won. And the Lakers, of course, got it done. Um, big ups to the Dodgers. They got it done, 5-1 against the San Diego Padres. Um, we got more bad news coming from the NFL side. Coronavirus is still a thing that is going to... Make us cry almost, and and that's and that's the you know nature of the beast. Patriots, Stephon Gilmore tests positive for it. That's a big setback, Cam, and now Stephon Gilmore, but also just a setback for the league because now the Titans, Week Five, in jeopardy. Here they didn't get to play against the Steelers because two more positive tests. It's killing me. It is killing me. Oh, God. Because we we can't have NFL cancel right now. The role that it's, that it's on, and, you know, I've been enjoying, you know, watching the games and covering it and, and you know, been able to do episodes for y'all every day. And that's a big chunk because college football will follow along with it. It sucks. I just hope some something can get figured out, something can happen, um, you know, because this corona thing is crazy, man. It's, it's, effect, it's affecting families and, and, you know, livelihoods and everything like that, you know. So everybody needs prayer in this time with this coronavirus going on with family members and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, prayers and thoughts to everybody out there that, you know, got a family member that's dealing with it and, you know, having struggles with it and stuff like that. You know, I, I got people in my family that are struggling with it. So, I mean, it's a, it's a praying time. So it, it's It's tough. Just, you know, we can't just always just think about sports. We got to just think about humanity, period. And it's just, you know, this right here is really distracting the, uh, the, 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 the original flow of things, man. It really is. But, nonetheless, we can talk about some sports. And we can talk about the game last night. It looked like the Heat were going to be, you know, gangbusters. They came out hustling. Causing the turnovers that helped him win game four. I mean, game three. It, it Early on, it just looked like it was going to be a close game all the way throughout. And, and relatively, it was. The turnovers started to, you know, ease up a little bit. But the thing I want to talk about in the first half is it's just how we just didn't feel interested in really playing Laker basketball. And what I mean by that is is that, you know, we let them go in a big little run in the first quarter. We came back, finished the first quarter in the league. And then coming to the second quarter, we let them just come right back. I knew it, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, just letting things happen. Don't give them confidence. Don't give them open shots. Because Duncan Robinson gets going. Tyler gets going. They was trying to bring in um, – uh, Kendrick Nunn, he couldn't really get going. Butler was doing what he had to do, but he, he wasn't as, I would say, he wasn't as aggressive as he was game three. He was trying to get other people involved. 
especially in the third quarter, was a stretch he was really trying to do that. But overall, um, I just got to give props to the Lakers others and give props to the Heat others. I mean, because Jimmy Butler, for all intents and purposes, he probably wanted to have another 30, 40-point game. He just couldn't couldn't do it, and he, and he started moving the ball around, and, you know, people started hitting shots. You know, and that's and you know that's 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 something you know grandeur to where these teams can make it to the finals, and this is why the Raptors, the you know the Warriors, the um, uh, the the old Heat teams of the world, the role players matter. Mike Miller's, the Birdman's, the the Sean Livingston's, the Eagle Dollars, the Harrison Barnes, these guys, you know, what I'm saying Caldwell Pope, those guys. You know, uh, uh, these Tristan Thompson and those bro- when he had the, the 15 rebounds, you know, the, the double double. Whenever LeBron and Kyrie had 40 points, those are the things that people forget about. Because people forget about Game Three of that Finals. What was it, 2017 Finals, where you had that situation where it, it was a three-one. But Tristan Thompson really was a driving force in that game. Whenever Kyrie and uh, and uh, LeBron scored 40 points. Blobs, rebounds, offensive rebounds. He was getting it down to dirty, and I, and I think in a intimidation battle, it pushed Warriors away from being that finesse. How how we gonna just shoot y'all at the gym? It brought a more physical uh, notion, and then I thought LeBron James saw that and pounced on that and helped him win that series. Thanks to the other guys, James Posey, P.J. Brown, those guys in the Celtics series is when they had to go seven games with the Atlanta Hawks. When he had to go seven games with, uh, he went seven games all series at seven games with Cleveland Cavaliers. The others step up and did game seven. Paul Pierce could go crazy, score forty two points to take LeBron James out. James Posey hitting big shots. Um, uh, um, God, Sam Cassell making plays. You know that's what is magical about the others. You know I could I could go on and on. Because, you know, sometimes the others don't step up. Allen Iverson versus the Lakers. It was just Allen Iverson versus the Lakers. The others couldn't help. <laughs> couldn't. Sometimes it happens. But in this magical moment right here in the NBA Finals with no crowd, it's the bubble, but we still try to get it done. The NBA still with no coronavirus uh, cases going on. And it's been a three-month period. And we have people, you know, trying to be sneaky and everything else. The one thing I can say about this bubble, it worked. That's why this NFL man is so tough. But the Anthony Davis, 22 and 9-4. Uh, LeBron James, 28-12-8. These are two superstars of the team, both shooting 8 for 16. Both, you know what I'm saying, uh, trying to, you know what I'm saying, trying to get other people involved, I, I guess. Because that's what it takes. Because they're gonna double team, they're gonna make them really work. And LeBron James, like man, he was he wasn't looking like himself parts of that game. And I could put that into attrition because Kobe Bryant, 2010, for a Finals run was exhausted, and he had you know saying playoff runs going extended as well. So, I'm you, you, others got to get into it. Dwight Howard, non-existent. Uh, you know, he had, you know, just no good moments. He was a plus, but he just seven minutes of just, you know, I guess it's something what he was, you know, out there to do wasn't fitting and wasn't going to work. Um, I just got to give props to the props do, man. Caldwell Pope, you know, the first half, Danny Green was doing good, and he kind of, you know, saying went away. Markeith Morris was playing some good moments, and then he kind of went away. But Caldwell Pope, that's somebody that wasn't going to go away and was going to finish this game with 15 points. He had, what, 10 until a three, I mean, in a big layup. You know what I'm saying? Like, that right there was like, oh, my God. Like, you can't have Duncan Robinson on LeBron James, put him on Caldwell Pope. We can't have more Caldwell Pope either. He'd take him to the rack. Love that. Rondo, 2.7 rebounds, 5 assists and steal. He played 28 minutes, and he was a plus. We don't need him to score. We need him to be great. And great he was. Great it, you know saying, it is to, you know, have him 
as that second floor general on the court because that's what we need. Him like LeBron James, like I'm with you, dog, and then they they work together. Caruso, him and uh, Rondo and Caruso on the glass, sneaky on the offensive boards. When a ball comes off on a high miss, they are there. Nine times out of ten, we're getting the offensive rebound whenever Caruso and Rondo are crashing and being sneaky. You know, one, it was one play, Kendrick Nunn got the rebound, thought it was all willy-nilly, and then here comes um, Crusoe. Give me that. You know, I'm hearing that Drogic may be available uh, game five. That's a, you know, questionable kind of thing. I don't know what type of um, type of shape he is in with a plantar fasciitis, you know what I'm saying, type deal. I think he has a torn plantar or something like that. That's what they were saying. Which, you know, since during that time, I don't know how they knew that with no x-rays and things of that nature, but that's what was said. That would be helpful because I think they need that, that floor general out there, that point guard that kind of help them do the things that he was helping them do because I don't think they got that. But Tyler Harrell did the best he could. He was a minus 13. I think that's where the point that where it makes him a minus. He has to have the ball more. He has six turnovers. And, you know, that... You know, uh, not six turnovers. I'm tripping. I am tripping. He had three turnovers. And that's where it comes into play to where it's like he can't have that ball like that. You know, Jimmy Butler had three turnovers too. You kind of, and you had, you know, he had three from Bam. I just don't think you're going to get that from Drogic the way he was doing things and, you know, getting Bam in the spots to where he can pass the ball effectively and not have to dribble and lose the ball. Um, like he was, or or Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. That's a little different because he's gonna have the ball in his hand more, and you know that's that's how that goes. But you just it just they could not overcome. I think what the Lakers figured out, especially in the third quarter, was if we make Jimmy Butler take tough shots, then I think we'll be okay. And I think once we found that out, we just stuck to that. Force Jimmy Butler to take that fadeaway jumper. Nine times out of ten, he's not going to make that. He was feeling it. He made it a few times. But when he drives straight to the rim, gets to the line, or makes a layup, it's a lot more damaging. Then he starts kicking it out for open threes. We started meeting him there to where those easy shots he wasn't trying to take. He started getting a little tired. You know, you could tell he was kind of tight, and he was wanting to shoot that fadeaway because he didn't want to get those nice high percentage shots because it's going to hurt. I'm telling you, I played the game of basketball. I know how things feel when you play day after day. And I don't give a damn if you're a professional or whatever. The war of attrition is real. And Calvin Johnson is a person I looked at as like somebody that when he said it hurt getting out of the bed, and you look at Calvin Johnson, you're like, wow. And you think of Shaq, and he said, I got out of college because they was going to kill me. You're like, man, that hurt? That shit hurts. So when you sitting there, you driving, you banging, you – that drive he did in, yeah, he might have caught LeBron with an elbow, but I'm sure he felt all of LeBron flying in that air and met him in the air. I'm, I'm sure he felt that in the morning. So you have a day of rest of that. I don't give a damn how in shape you are, you're going to feel that because how hard they've been going in that bubble. So you could tell Jimmy Butler was just a little bit tight. Same with LeBron. LeBron was not himself part of that game. And then, and then you know, that's the smartness of him just to kind of like – pace himself through the game because the third quarter he started taking some deep threes and they started going in. He said, okay, I'm going to see how long I can ride this train. And he went. And then he got on another row and he started driving and started being more, you know, fast on transition and things like that. He's pacing himself. Anthony Davis got to find himself to where he's tired not to be so lazy because it gets him caught in situations like he's flailing and it can pop a knee, it can pop an ankle, he can land awkward. He got to chill and be more sturdy and strong because we don't need him twisting a knee or something like that the way how lanky he is if he's sitting there just kind of like, oop. But he was a plus 17. I would give him that. But he got to be more careful with that because in so many situations in these games where I'm like, oh, God, it looks scary. Where LeBron, he can fall like that. Like on that one play, he went up on that defensive play and he fell. and called a foul on him, but he looked like he – Towards ACL, I mean, his knee bent and everything. He got right back up and complained about the call. Nothing was wrong with him. I was like, wow, man, that's just crazy. Like, he can just, in the next two plays, he dunked. Like, he's fine. 
And I, like I said, Anthony Davis is slowly figuring that out, man. Get your ass up. Ain't nothing wrong with you. He got hit in the face. He was down. He got back up. He was like, okay, lost his shoe. He was sitting there. He looked for LeBron. He was like, I'm all right. I'm good. Because LeBron probably told him, man, get up. They want you to look hurt. They want you to have that in you. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to try to punk Anthony Davis. In some games, it works. Two rebounds, five rebound games. I mean, that, that, that seems like it worked. But when you come back, you had a toilet force. At least you got nine boards. But four blocks, thank you, sir. Especially in the fourth quarter. Big-time blocks for Anthony Davis. And then a big-time three, which I'm going to talk about Caldwell Pope's three. That was to cojones, man. That was cojones to take that three. LeBron James coming down, saw him, kicked it out there to him. The man was flying out there to him. Hey, nerves of steel. What a shot. Big time shot. Alex Caruso, seven minutes. I mean, seven points in 22 minutes. Um, you know, he has, like I said, he, he has good moments. Kyle Kuzma, keep shooting in the corner. The two threes you made, you shot in the corner. Quit shooting it from the top of the key in the wing. Shoot them in the corner. You will go five for five instead of two for five. Shoot them in the corner. Just stand over there. LeBron is going to kick it to you. Rondo is going to find you. AD is going to find you. Stay your ass in the corner, man. He had nine points. You know, good game, but you know, for 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 somebody like him, I would say he got to stay in that corner. I think sometimes he kind of think he can shoot elsewhere, and it's just like, mm, bro, get back over there, get back over there, please. All in all, man, it was a good game to watch. I thought the whole trash talking thing, you know, saying was cute, and you know, it made the Heat play more passionate. I thought the officiating was uh, was interesting in this game because there was spots where the officiating was real good, and then there was spots where you're like, what the hell's going on? But all in all, I thought it was a well-officiated game. You got um, some sharp-eyed referees out there. That out-of-bounds play where Hero was about to drive baseline, that was, that was crucial to catch that out-of-bounds. Um, you know, the travel um, on um, BAM. You know, uh, no Tyler Hero. I mean, you know those those little calls like that go a little help along the ways of saying like we wouldn't the Lakers wasn't getting those type of things. You know, LeBron got the two travel calls, so you like you better you better call travel on one of those little Euro steps that Tyler or Jimmy Butler be doing because they be taking some extra steppy steppy steps as well. So yeah. But, damn, I, I just hope Dwight Howard uh, finds a way to be able to stay in the game. JaVale McGee, it ain't happening for the fella. Because you got to be quick out there. They're running small lineups, and, you know, Bam is, is your skillful type big that Anthony Davis needs to be out there more and Dwight Howard less. Markeith way more as well because Markeith is going to be able to move and, and do the things he played 30 minutes. So it don't look like uh, JaVale McGee is going to see the court all that much. But... A help he was, nonetheless, to get there. So don't feel like you're not important. It's just this matchup is not for you. It's like the Rockets are supposed to set. You got to have Dwight to try Dwight in some spots because he could he could possibly do some things. Good game, all in all. Can't wait. One more. One more. One more, and the Lakers can say they are champs. Heat win they can say they're still in it they're going to fight the fight and fight a good fight and try to force seven games because now can't lose no more can't lose no more you got to get to that deciding game, game seven and I just don't see it happening now I think now you really gave it up because you going to be going against a totally different LeBron James, I believe, Friday. Totally different. If they have it Friday. Friday night. What is the next game? They're going to have it. Uh, pretty sure it's going to be Friday. I'm pretty positive. But 
but yeah. LeBron James is going to play a game that we're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> he, he's going to be he's going to be ready to go cuz he still has a mission inside his head and his name is LeBron James Jr. aka Bronny. Um yeah, I don't think LeBron James has forgotten about maybe looking on his phone and seeing that his son was doing some doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing on 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 Facebook. And and bottom line, why in the hell would you like that? Like even if you have the clearance to even do that, because the way I look at it, it is not the end of the world but if his age doing that having the clearance to do that okay not to say that's the greatest thing in the world but if it did okay but that's your business don't put it out there for the world to see because your dad gets mentioned on Fox News Jack your dad gets mentioned by UFC fighters Jack your dad gets mentioned by presidents Jack your dad gets mentioned by people that don't even watch a damn ball go into a hole. So, LeBronny James, all I'm going to say is that Bob and Weave, my brother, Bob and Weave. That's, 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 that's all I'm going to, oh my God. It just, oh my God. Mm, mm, mm. I just think that's just hilarious that he thought that that was cool. Because maybe he might say, I'm going to upload this real quick and then delete it after like a couple minutes. You know how fast the internet is to just screen record something or get something? Like, you idiot. What was you thinking? Like, God. Can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Like I said, one more game. And Brian, you're in trouble, buddy. I bet Bryce probably be like, hey. <laughs> You know, you're going to get your ass. Whoa. <laughs> oh, God. Savannah probably already whooped his ass. I mean, who knows, man? That's, that's just hilarious. But, hey, Drew Holiday wins the Twainman Stokes Teammate of the Year Award. He should get, like, a, a Man of the Year Award or something. Like, a, if, the, if the NBA did that, like the NFL do, like, uh, philanthropist or whatever, just, like, he is – he is like really a good dude, man. Drew Holiday is really a good dude. Maybe this war might be entwined with that, but Drew Holiday, you know, really is like like he's the he's the shit, man. He really is, and he deserves this award for the type of teammate he is, but the type of person he is because that's a humble dude, and he was nearly uh, going to retire from basketball because his wife, you know, since his wife was like, you know. Got you know family. He, he's a person where basketball is not going to, but you know, they gave him that that max contract. He probably like, hey, look, honey, uh, we gotta we we gotta we gotta we gotta stick this out, you know. And you know he was able to come back and then got the contract with the uh, uh, with the Pelicans and and now he's a person that's you know averaging nineteen point six and six uh, six assists, four rebounds a game, you know. That's a person that 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 could be something in this league, you know. Saying for the next five or six years, to where somebody will be like, "Oh, get him out of there," or something like that. If Drew Holiday was in was on the Miami Heat right now, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like you would add in a perfect defender, person that can knock down some shots, a person that can get to the free throw line. If he was on the Lakers right now, wow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's not a player you like. Ah, nah, nah. So Drew Holiday is a real good, real good player, and uh, his brothers all in the league. Mr. Lavar Ball, how you like those apples? All of his brothers are in the league, and you don't hear nothing from their parents, and you don't hear nothing from them. They just play the game of basketball. Justin, Aaron, and Drew. It's wonderful. Um, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if Drogba gonna play Game Five or not. It's interesting to know if he will or not. We'll see. I don't know how much help it's going to be, but we'll see. Um, the NBA, PA, they're looking for a time to start free agency and all this stuff like that for the season open to be in January. And the free agency possibly is going to be December 1. So when this season is over, we have December 1 being free agency, and then January starts the season. 
I wonder if having this format would make the NBA better for regular season. Just think about this now. To say, okay, we do all the off-season stuff in the winter. Baseball is going to be so pissed. But do all the off-season stuff in the winter, kick the season off in January, and end the season how it does, baseball is going to be pissed. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So they're going to not like that a bit. So I don't know what's going to happen with the NBA season, how it's going to be formatted back to where it's going to be. If it's going to be locked in like this to where winter off-season and then have a summer regular season, it could be a better thing. I'm just saying. I mean, baseball is going to get watched periodically by people anyway. Not a lot of people sit there and watch a lot of baseball on TV. So I'm just guessing that, you know, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Just guessing that they would be pissed if the NBA wants to go forward with that. Which, hey, the game's got to be played. And I don't give a damn how or what time or what time of the season, whatever. 82 games going to have to get played in the playoffs. going to have to happen and, and things of that nature. I think people during the playoff time, if you think about it, if the season starts in January and we get to this point of time, I wonder how people will want to travel during this time. You know what I'm saying? People like traveling during June, you know what I'm saying, uh, May and June for these playoff games and stuff like that. It's a good time. Kids get to go and stuff like that. School starts back up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just look at it like, I don't know. I, I, I wonder. I wonder how that would be. I wonder what they're going to do, you know what I'm saying, to make it get back to normal or whatever. But from what I'm understanding right now, December 1 is looking like a time for free agency. And they're looking for the season opener to be January. So that is that. Um, on the entertainment side, from what I'm hearing, because what I told y'all about Black Widow coming out in May, because, you know, movies and stuff being affected by coronavirus and stuff like that, especially with box office dates and stuff like that, that people want to get their money. I'm hearing that Wonder Woman 84 might be coming out on streaming uh, platforms instead of out in the theaters. And I'm, you know... If you sell it for twenty bucks a WAP on Amazon or you know saying whatever, you're still gonna make good money. I mean, you're still gonna get two to three people watching it in the comforts of their own home and things of that nature. I mean, the hell, why not? If we can't get a theater packed and you want a big opening when people talk about your movie, people are talking about movies on Netflix that drop out all the time. They don't be in theaters, and Netflix does well with these movies. So I mean. I don't see I don't see the big hoop of saying, man, should you know Black Widow be pushed back like this? And I don't think so. Maybe it's the Marvel fan in me, but I'm just like, I dog man, don't do me like that. But Wonder Woman '84 is looking like that is going to be a streaming service release. Also, on the entertainment side, I'm hearing that Spider-Man 3, which Tom Holland, like I just gloated over uh, his uh, performance in uh, The Devil All the Time. Great performance in that. And everybody else that was in that movie too. But yeah, I'm hearing that Spider-Man 3 is going to have all all the other Spider-Mans in it fighting their past villains. That's what... It's like you know, because you know, Spider-Man with with the with the with the uh, MCU in the multiverse, you know, said thing. I think I want to say that he kind of in the forefront of that, especially in the comics. I know maybe Doctor Strange or you know, you got uh, things of that nature. But I think Spider-Man, you know, being with that multiverse, especially with the uh, uh, movie that came out last year, the animated movie into the Spider-Verse, this could be real big in the real life movie action uh, hero movie type deal to where you could have multiple Spider-Mans in the movie and you know try to do the Spider-Verse thing like that I like that I like that a lot if they're going to do that I don't want them to take old scenes out of the old Spider-Mans and try to throw them in there I would like 
for them to try to just redo it with the CGI like they did with um, Endgame. And Hawk. Oh, this seems gratuitous, but oh well. You know, that scene, the Iron Man, you know, scene, scene you know what I'm saying, whenever he got knocked through the wall. You know, do it like that to where it's kind of more official. Yeah, Tobey Maguire is older, he's going to look a little different, but still. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it, it works. Hell, it worked so much. It worked with Cobra Kai. Majority Lawrence gets kicked in the face. And he lands on episode one. And, it, you know, that's the older Johnny Lawrence, but it still kind of looked like him being young, how they did the CGI and things for that quick little second. I'm pretty sure a movie could do that. Speaking of Cobra Kai, great show. Season three coming out January 8th. No. Yeah, January 8th, 20, uh, 2021. Season four is in the works. Great show. Came out two years ago on YouTube TV. I didn't have time for YouTube Red. I mean, YouTube Red, that's what it was. YouTube Red. YouTube TV didn't start all the way out yet. And it was like, it was like YouTube was trying to get money from on two different things. Like, you want money for offline YouTube use or something, or these little shows you got. And then you want us to pay for regular TV networks. Like, what do you want us to do? And I think when they kind of just went with the YouTube TV, And then you have Netflix grabbing Cobra Kai. It put me in the game. I wasn't paying for that. I watched the first two free episodes and I was like, oh, that's what's up. I'm not paying for that. I pay for Netflix. I pay for YouTube TV. But I'm not paying for what they was trying to do. And I will say Cobra Kai is one hell of a show, man. Like, the, the, the visionary. And, you know, Will Smith is a part of that visionary. Will Smith is a genius calling back the throwbacks. I mean, look at Bad Boys for Life. You know? You know, I'm hoping that maybe he can bring back Rockin' Jock, you know what I'm saying, to some type of, like, bring, you know, like how the celebrity do the, the all-star celebrity games, like, bring back Rockin' Jock, like, you got the power, Will. Keep doing this shit, man. Bring this shit back, because it makes me want to watch all the Karate Kids all over again. Like, it's the, 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 the soundtracks and how they blend in with the old Karate Kid with this new time music and stuff with the new millennial kids and stuff like that. The references to Mr. Miyagi. Bringing back the old crew from Cobra Kai. Those are the things that are special when somebody nostalgic, like me, watching something like that and I was able to watch that with my kid you know that was like a big thing you know uh her getting older and you know saying I was just like hey man we're gonna check this show out because I've showed her the Karate Kids I'm a person I'm gonna show my kids what I grew up on when she got to the age you know saying to watch Karate Kid it was on a popping so do that with your kids man show them what you grew up on they'll like that more than what's out today Real talk. Um, Snowfall star, who I like to just call Franklin Saint. I, I, if I saw him in real life, I'm calling him Franklin. I'm hearing season four is on the way. He made a post on Instagram, sitting there saying, "Hey, be on the lookout. Season three was awesome. I love season two, season one, of course, but season three was great. Can't wait for season four. Drive, motherfucker." Oh, Oh, I turned into Franklin real quick. My bad. Brick by brick! Love that show. Love that show. Franklin Saint. Um, any other entertainment news I wanted to throw out there? Oh, yeah. This... Joker news that I'm keeping hearing, like Jim Carrey's going to play the Joker, I'm hearing Johnny Depp's going to play the Joker, I'm hearing, you know, Jim Carrey might be getting the, the reprises role as Riddler again on, on some Batman, like I'm hearing so many things with different Batman, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson's Batman got a Riddler in it, and it's not Jim Carrey, but what I'm hearing about Jim Carrey playing Joker too, so I'm just like, God dog it, what's going on? <laughs> 
Like, first I heard he was coming back as the Riddler. Now I'm hearing he's going to be the Joker. I'm like, but the main thing, like I said, I'm worried about is the the, the, the Snyder cut. Because me finding out, you know, how he had to, you know what I'm saying, drop out of that movie because of family tragic, tragedy. And then you got this dude coming in to change the whole movie. So I can't wait to that in 2021. But I got to wait all the way to freaking September. That's just crazy. Speaking of waiting all the way to September, um, for the P-Valley fans out there, that is going to be dropping, I think, around that time in 2021 for season two of that, which that was a good show. Um, P-Valley, that was on Stars. You know, Power's back. I don't know how people's liking that. I'm not a big Power guy, but I know people are, are digging that show. I'm hearing bad things about The Walking Dead. I don't. I think that's dead. You know what I'm saying? I think that is dead, dead. So I don't know what people out there watching that. I know people out there checking that Lucifer out. That Lucifer or uh, Chicago PD. You know, all those little, those little shows that are cool. Like I said, like I told you on the last episode, I've been checking out Vice Principals. That's a funny show. That's a funny one right there. But yeah, I, I, the, the Batman thing is that just come out with this Robert Pattinson one and just see what happens, man. Like, I don't know what they're doing with this bringing back Ben Affleck. And, and, you know, I'm hearing Christian Bale is going to be in the Flash movie. Like, there's there's a chance that Christian Bale might come back and play Batman in a Flash movie. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? I mean, I'm here for it. Because whatever they're trying to do, I, I can, you know, because like I said, Spider-Man trying to bring back Tobey Maguire. And your boy. I forgot his name. Adam something. Ryan something. They played in the Amazing Spider-Man, that movie that really was not good, but the only thing that was good was Electrode, and I'm hearing that Jimmy Fox is going to reprise that role and come back in that. And play him in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. So I'm like, God, dog, man. Like, Marvel is trying to turn up in a big way with Spider-Man because... You got to, at this time, right now, man, like, this is the time. Sony might probably try to be on some bullshit. So let's go ahead and just use what we can use. Disney and Sony, you know, so they got the, wherever, however the hell they got this Spider-Man deal, just do it right. And hopefully this coronavirus thing can chill so we can get it. Because we need to get it. We need to have that. That just, it seems like it's souped enough to be very nice. And then you got Black Adam with The Rock. You know, hearing some things about that. Hearing that, um, oh my goodness. Right there on the tip of my tongue. Right on the tip of my tongue. It hurts. I'm gonna have to do a quick internet research. I like to be from what I'm from what I'm hearing there's another big star that's going to be added to this movie and uh, The Rock was responsible for that yes Aldous Hodge guy I always remember and this you know I'm a big uh, rewatchables fan. Uh, Bill Simmons. Um, he's on The Ringer. Not he used to be on The Ringer. Now he's on Spotify. He got his own thing, man. The guy's killing it. Um, he uniquely has a podcast that breaks down movies and has categories. And it's one of the best things I ever listened to when I'm, when I'm working. But Aldous Hodge is a that guy in the category of the rewatchables. He's a that guy to where seen him in a whole bunch of stuff. Me growing up, a whole bunch of shows, movies, and everything. And never knew his name until he did the Carl Banks movie. And it's like now his name is all over the place. So Aldous Hodge, who, like I said, mm-hmm. been in Friday Night Lights, has been in you know so many different movies and shows. Me growing up. And now he's playing Hawkman in Black Adam. So big ups to that. And like I said, I think The Rock was uh was, was uh, put his hand on that one. 
Also, with the Black Adam, you know what I'm saying, coming in and trying with Shazam, I'm liking how that's happening. I'm like, because I like Shazam. That was that was pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm hearing about 2022 and Shazam Fury of the Gods. Looks like Superman's going to be in that. That's going to be interesting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Suicide Squad, don't forget, it's trying to come out. Two down 21. And uh, that's going to be cool. So DC is trying. DC is giving the best swing they can give after messing up on um, Justice League. On the strength of, I'm saying, the cut, uh, uh, Snyder would have probably had a more in-depth, from what I've heard, that his scenes and, and things of the script was cut out, removed. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he had to step away, the person that came in and took over wanted the fame and glory and, and just switched everything up and, and made really bad effects on a lot of scenes that Snyder wasn't even going to have. So, I mean, it looked like Snyder was taking the blame for something that was halfway dead. I mean, like, damn. So now with Flash getting the movie, finally, we can finally get some light, some context on his character. Um, with the Snyder Cut, we're supposed to get more from Cyborg. So now you're starting to get your storyline straight to where in the coming years of 2022, 23, 24, 25, you have something like a how the MCU did their 22 movies. It's all about the start. And you started with Dark Knight, to me. Dark Knight was the start. Unfortunately, we lost Heath Ledger, but you had to continue on there. You had Dark Knight Rises. Tom Hardy steps in, does a great job. Boom. Bill says he don't want to do it no more. You get Ben Affleck. He steps in as the older Bruce Wayne. They skip a few years. Then you bring in Superman. Boom. I love that. Movie started a little slow. Still, all in all, Batman vs. Superman was a good movie. Where'd you mess up? You rushed, rushed, and rushed. Because MCU was almost done with theirs. Y'all was trying to take it to thunder. Let them finish, you know? Y'all going to make money. Y'all going to get... Don't rush and mess up good content. That's like me. If I don't feel right, if I don't feel right about it, I ain't going to, I ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, with my content. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's too late for me to sit there and kind of go crazy on that. It's already been kind of, you know, or whatever. But come out with your stuff. Do you. So... The DC Universe, which, you know, was comfortable killing it with TV shows, because I will give it, the TV shows probably were doing doing numbers to where they, they, they like. Gotham was good, Flash is good, Arrow was good, you know, um, Supergirl was good. You had... Uh, you got all the little little TV little car- cartoons. They 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 got their name on Teen Titans and stuff like that. So they they knew they are doing well, but they're like, man, this movie game though. And seeing what Marvel doing, man, they're like, God, Guardians and I, and you know I've always said this: if Guardians of the Galaxy don't come out, the MCU is not what it is. Take it to the bank. If Marvel does not come out with Guardians of the Galaxy, then I think the MCU did not have the type of finish that it did. Guardians of the Galaxy opened up a whole nother book, but it was cool. Had the music, one of the best soundtracks in the MCU, and then movies. The action, the comedy, Bradley Cooper, Batista, you know, Chris Pratt. Then you bring in the, the beautiful with, uh, I always get her and Zelda Donna uh, mixed up. But that, yeah, that is Zelda Donna Trippin. No, that's, uh, Lord have mercy. I hate to do that. Because that's, that's one of my, that's one of my celebrity girlfriends right there, man. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm not gonna say her name. So I get her and Rosie O'Dawson mixed up 
I get those two names mixed up every time. I had it right the first time. So Zadonna, man, love her, man. I love her. They brought in a beautiful with her. Kate Blanchett, when she came in as Hella. Uh, then you got uh, Scarlet Witch. And, of course, you got Scarlett Johansson, a.k.a. Black Widow. So, you, you know, they brought in all that stuff. But they brought in that pop when Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3 didn't, you know... You know, Iron Man 2 was all right. Iron Man 3, I had to watch it again, and that was all right. At first, I was saying it was horrible. But when... when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, man, that, that, that broke the box office. So, big ups to them and coming out and saving... I ain't going to say save, but it just... It, it, it gave it a boost. It gave it a boost of out-of-control just... Because then it ended up making Captain Marvel funny, cool. It automatically made that cool. It's like, oh, Captain Marvel's going to be shit then. Because we're going to make her, you know what I'm saying, good personality. Uh, Brie Larson is is awesome, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that all came together. But, you know, it took the Guardians of the Galaxy movies to get Marvel to that momentum. So it's like, Shazam, to me, was that attempt with the uh with DC to follow up Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad you had bad guys bad guys that had different personalities and I thought it had a good bit of you know saying like action with some laughs and things of that nature where I felt it was trying to compete with Guardians of the Galaxy but when you go from that then you come out with Shazam I like Shazam as a, as a quality where you put with like a slash with Ant-Man kind of like, but it's just like, it brings that type of where kids can watch it, grown-ups can watch it if you want to keep it with the story and stuff like that. That's why I'm kind of glad they didn't force Black Adam into that movie because now you can just have fun with that. So, I'm liking what DC is trying to do. Don't rush. Just don't rush. You don't got to rush now. What I want to see in the coming years is X-Men. I want to see X-Men happening in the in the uh, Marvel Universe here. You know what I'm saying? Soon, I, you know, the New Mutants, I knew what they going to do. I knew that movie wasn't going to do well. I knew that movie wasn't going to do well. And when I went to go look, everybody was like, nope, 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 and nope, and nope. I knew it. So now I'm just wondering, like, what are we going to do with X-Men incorporated into these future movies in a way to where we get a new Wolverine, you know what I'm saying? We get a Gambit, you know? Can we get a, uh, you know, Storm in Wakanda? You know, everybody's sitting there wanting Surya to be the new Black Panther. You know, but I vote recast because having Storm coming in, being the queen of, you know, Wakanda and stuff like that and how they can do what they was going to do with Chadwick Boseman. So I just, you know, I just look at it like, come on, man. But Ty Sheridan, who played Cyclops, he is hoping that he can be recasted as Cyclops in the MCU. You know, so that tells me right then and there that Kevin Foggy is like, why I try to go and recast and you know try to go get these these people that was in the uh, X Men movies that can you know the people that gotta be a fan of. I like that Cyclops. I like the uh, Quicksilver. You know, um, he's good in a lot of stuff uh, American Horror Story especially but he's he's good with that Quicksilver character bring in freaking Fassbender as psych, uh, as a uh, Magneto you gotta keep Fassbender as uh, a as, uh, Magneto in in uh, Professor gotta keep 
you're going to bring Gene back, it better be uh, yeah, this is named Professor James McAvoy. That's his name. He, he needs to come back, like I said, Sophie Turner from uh, Game of Thrones. She needs to come back. And then Alexandra Ship. And Storm. You know, if you wanna if you wanna get Beyonce and Storm, it's all well and good, but I, I like the Alexandra Ship. Um she was she was good. I think bring them all back. I didn't hate the X Men movies when they got to those characters. Um, Hugh Jackman, you know, saying keeping his was all good. Um, but uh can't let X Men be this quiet for this long. Get some shit together and come out with it. Especially if you want to sit there and hold Black Widow like this is some I know what y'all want though. Y'all want the big box office bang with Scarlett Johansson because she been waiting for it, but she's gonna I, it just, damn, man, that's just tough coronavirus happened. That was just tough. At a bad time, man. Horrible time. Because I know they want Scarlett Johansson to have that big box office premiere and, and all that stuff. She deserved every bit of it. Crucial. Crucial, crucial, crucial. But, yeah, that's, that's that on that. Here in the, uh, what was it, uh, um, Lovecraft Country, or, or County, or something like that, but he, he was in, um, the Five Bloods, he was in the Five Bloods, uh, his name is, like I said, these actors, these actors' names, they, they'd be going all over the place in my head and I'd be knowing exactly who these people are and then you'd be like, oh my God. But, uh, he's supposed to be in an MCU movie coming up soon. So, like, getting all these leaks, and, or not say leaks, but we get all these announcements. Jonathan Majors is his name. Jonathan Majors. Getting all these announcements of these, you know, people coming in this hearing that Punisher from the TV show on Netflix, he's going to be in a uh, MCU movie, possibly. Keanu Reeves, possibly playing Moon Knight or somebody in the MCU universe. Somebody was in there saying Wolverine was like, stop it, you know. This can't happen. This can't happen. Like, that would just be bad. Just don't do that. Hearing a whole bunch of possible things. Hearing, uh, what was it? I'm hearing that one of the Jonas brothers uh, who was in Kingdom and a couple other movies, he was said to be in a uh, MCU movie. So, whole lot of announcements with big time names. Just can't do a whole lot of filming whenever we got to wear a mask and be social distancing. That sucks. That really sucks. Lovecraft Country. HBO show. Have to check that out. Jonathan Major did a good job with Five Bloods. I mentioned that on this show. Real good job on that movie. Like I said, MCU, DC, I don't look at it as a competition anymore. I look at it as two different worlds to jump in to watch you know saying different you know saying storylines that differ from comic books that have a comic book foundation I don't want these you know hero movies to be verbatim from the comic books because you will get a bad outcome and these Kevin Foggy and the uh, Russo brothers and the, and the people over at DC 
who, you know, who taken James Gunn. He did, you know, since Suicide Squad, and they've had guys, you know, you know, now we got Snyder, who's done good movies. But you have to have some type of originality with the movies of these superhero movies. You got to have its own type of thing to where it's like how people come out with different comic books. I mean, there's so many different types of Spider-Mans, there's different types of, you know, there's like a, you don't really know this, but Ghost Rider got a comic book where he's like the strongest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like there's different writers that do different things with these superheroes. So why can't a movie director and producer and writers and things of that nature do the same thing? and have the flavor of the comic book itself. Why can't they do that? I think that's perfect. You take, for example, the MCU story for 22 movies. It is not verbatim of the comic book, but a great story it is and how it was told through film. Because that's, yes, that's what you have to do. You can't go verbatim off the comic books. Because some of these comic books are too dark and they're too crazy and they're too this and you've got costumes. People want the costumes from the comic books. You're like, chill out. You're not getting Hugh Jackman wearing that damn outfit. It's only going to slap for people like Magneto's costume or Gambit's costume or, you know, possibly Rogue, Storm. But not Wolverine. You know, not Luke Cage. You know, Luke Cage wasn't going to wear that. That brother that played Luke Cage, he wasn't going to wear that. Aquaman, you got to make that better. You made it better. So, when you have all of that, and it differentiates, it comes out better story. Iron Man 2. Mickey Works character and all that stuff like that wasn't verbatim from the comic books. It wasn't verbatim. You got the story from Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, that wasn't verbatim from the comic books. Great films. Man of Steel. Was that verbatim from the comic books? Great film. Love Man of Steel. The Dark Knight. Verbatim from the comic books or not? We know that was a great film. Hell, the, the, the Tim Burton's Batman. Jack Nicholson. Was that... Was that is that really Joker's origin story? No. It was not. So, that's why I say people that always be like, man, I didn't like it. Come out, I don't like it. And then end up watching two or three more times and they end up liking it. Because you will like the story that they will create while using paying homage to Stan Lee in the comic books and all those great writers. That's how it's done. That is how it's done, man. So big ups to those guys that want to be unique with how they're going to tell the story. Captain, Mar um, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, all that good stuff. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, on certain days of the week, I want to be able to talk, you know, entertainment movies. TV shows or what's popping going on out here. And I always want to say get out there and vote. It's getting close to that time. So if you get registered, get out there and vote. Gotta watch the debate. 
you see why it's important to vote. Be safe, social distance. Make sure your kids are good. Y'all have a good day. I'm out.